Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Copenhagen, they're in a fight with Galatasaray and Manchester United for second place. It's heading towards the far post, the head is there from Harry Kane. Who else? Garnacho with a chance, and Garnacho with a goal. He scored probably the goal of his life. It's Ziyech, swung towards goal again, and another! Has spilled another! Ziyech has beaten him again! Oskarsson's there, Bocci! That is Group A. This is the Champions League. There is so much drama just waiting to unfold. Manchester United at Old Trafford hosting Bayern Munich. Simultaneously, Copenhagen and Galatasaray will be playing in Denmark for one spot in the next round between those three teams. And from Manchester, we welcome in Poppy Miller, who's there. Look who it is. Poppy, what's up? Hi, hi guys, I miss you. How's it going? It's going great. How's uh, Manchester? Can you feel the tension already? Honestly, I can. And you know what? I've seen more Bayern Munich fans than I have Manchester United fans when I was out this morning. That's because you're in Manchester and not London. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm right in the middle of Manchester, um, but just down the road, all the Bayern Munich fans are already out. There is so many of them. There's absolutely hundreds of them. But Manchester United fans, I haven't seen that many yet, but I am going to a Christmas market after I got off Zoom with them, with you boys. So I'm pretty sure I'll see a lot there and then obviously tonight. But it feels very nervy in Manchester, I've got to say, because it's been a horrible week for them, obviously, with their thrashing to Bournemouth at the weekend. And it feels like a lot of pressure is yet again on this team, a lot of tension. It seems like it's divided in the locker room, no matter what the players are saying. I know that Scott McTominay has come out and said it's not the manager's fault. It's our fault. You know, we take full responsibility. But the reality is, even if they do win today and beat a Bayern Munich team that also got thrashed at the weekend, that haven't lost a group stage match in six years, they still might not even advance because it all comes down to the other match with Galatasaray and Copenhagen. So I think for the fans today, the number one thing is to see an energetic, positive performance for them. Well, they just need to win to get into your period, right? Europa League or knock around, either way, they need to win. Uh, Poppy, I'm curious, have there been any conversations since you've been there around Marcus Rashford? Because Alexis and I just did a XG segment and Marcus Rashford is severely underperforming his XG and Tanag hasn't done a good job of getting the most out of him. And how much falls on Tanag and how much falls on Rashford? And if anyone in Manchester is talking about that. 
Yeah, honestly, they have been, uh, to be honest. And it's really disappointing because Marcus Rashford was the bright light for Manchester United last season. And this season, it's been far from it. And I think that was really highlighted even when he picked up his injury because he wasn't available for, for selection and they didn't really miss him that much. I mean, even the last Champions League match day that they had when they were in Galatasaray, he wasn't available because of that suspension. And it wasn't a massive thing thinking, okay, Rashford isn't here How's the team going to fare without him? So I think that says it all, to be honest. And then there's the reports that say, you know, is is he enjoying his time at, at Manchester United or is he part of the problem too? But the reality is Manchester United just have so many problems that even the fans that I've spoke to all put it on a different problem. So I think that just says a lot about where the team is at on and off the pitch and with the ownership. But Marcus Rashford, obviously his numbers are so underwhelming this season and he just hasn't been contributing in the way that they would expect him to or the way that he would he would normally do uh, as we've seen in past seasons. Poppy, I, you're there, you're in Manchester, and it makes me think a question that I asked previously. Who's, who would be the leader on this team? Who's going to take this, this match by the scruff of the neck, if you will? You mentioned Scott McTominay came out and sort of backed the, the manager and said it's our fault. He's showing leadership on the pitch. He's showing leadership off the pitch. But is he the guy that you can depend on to win a very important match to stay in Europe? That's a big question, Alexis. Who is the leader of this team? Because, you know, when I was watching them in Turkey and on the last match day, Bruno Fernandes was the, he was the playmaker. He created almost everything in that game. But obviously we saw him pick up another yellow card this past weekend for Dissentmin and he'll miss the Liverpool match. So does that really reflect a true leader? I know that emotions get the best of everybody in high pressure moments, but Harry Maguire, honestly, it, it seems like he also is the one that they're looking for because when when the team was warming up, he was the one that was the most vocal. He was the one that was talking to the team. He was commanding the back line. So I think that is part of Manchester United's problems. One of many is who is the leader in this group. But I would have to say, even from what I've seen being up close, Harry Maguire seems to be the leader. And obviously he's not captain anymore, but he still takes on a lot of those responsibilities. But it's a big question because I'm sure a lot of us could pick a different player and it seems that there isn't one leader that's emerged as the front runner. Bob, I would be nice to you right now. Since you're far away, oh, we miss you. We're not going to have you so lately. Much. You told me a long time ago that it was a career goal of yours to cover Champions League, to be there. Is this a pinch yourself moment too, to be Old Trafford, you're back home in England, maybe you got family around. Talk to me about that. It has been incredible, honestly. I didn't. I last time when I went to match day five in Istanbul, I thought this could not get better because it was so surreal. You know, the rain, the Champions League anthem, the intense atmosphere. Sitting next to my friend Peter Schmeichel as well. But being back in Manchester and landing in London, it feels really special. I actually just saw my dad uh, for for some lunch about ten minutes ago, and my uncle's here too. I'm staying with my best friend, so it's really nice to be at home. And, and tonight I can't wait because not only is it going to be another epic Champions League night, but it's in my home country as well. So I feel like this is even uh, even more special in some ways to, to be here and to experience it in England. Poppy, I want to ask you, actually ask you, nice about, I want to ask you about it. how special <laughs> that is. I mean, I know you were away from home for a long time. Can you take me to that moment when you bit into food with no seasoning for the first time? Uh, what was that like? <laughs> Alexis, guess what I've just had at the pub? Let me guess, a pie. 
I wanted to, but I didn't have enough time. So I had a bacon <laughs> butty, absolutely no seasoning on it whatsoever. You must have been in heaven. Hey, I'm willing to go out on a stretch and say that the food in Stanford is much better than the food in Manchester. I think the food in Cleveland is better than the food <laughs> oh in Manchester. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> hey, Poppy, the food in Manchester is, right is, is very hey, good. Listen. You will be proud of me though. Yesterday we had Nando's. I know you know what Nando's is, and I had medium spice on it. So there's wow. that. Wow. Wait, is Manchester trying to claim Nando's right now? Oh, it's, all of England gets credit for Nando's. No, but hey, it's Na- London Na- tea. It is a London It's a London tea. It's 100% a London tea. Nando's is pretty good. Quickly, Poppy, before uh, we let you go, what's your prediction for the match? Oh, I really don't know. Do you know in in some ways, I think, honestly, if Bayern Munich hadn't lost so badly at the weekend, I think Manchester United might have been able to do it. But how how is Bayern Munich going to respond to that? They have just been so dominant in the group stage. They've got Harry Kane as well, which is also going to be an immense moment getting to see him play at Old Trafford when he was linked so heavily to them this summer. I just can't see Bayern Munich losing. But I don't know. We've seen crazier things happen for Manchester United before. And so... They're going to play in only one way, aren't they? They have to win and then they have to leave it up to other results to get through. So I am actually going to say Manchester United just. I think it, I think it'll be 2-1. Wow, the theater of dreams. Didn't you just say the complete opposite? Yeah. We got it on the graphic. I can't see Bayern losing. And then you said Manchester United's going to win. <laughs> That's why I keep changing my mind. This is what we deal with on the Serie A. Oh, my gosh. Is there hard I've been influenced by being here. Thank you very much Enjoy, uh, for joining us. Go have fun at the what is it a Christmas the Christmas festival? What are those? That's called? the most poppy Holiday thing of market? all time, by the way. She's Christmas obsessed market. with Christmas. Hey, I in Europe that. they no, do it so well. With, the they do. Markets. We're filming at the Christmas, Christmas market, so I can't wait to all get right. there. Enjoy your Christmas market with a nice hey, buy us some gifts. Yeah, you could you could bring back some gifts. I don't know. Yeah. I did last time for the Serie A boys. They didn't even appreciate them. Well, the so morning footy boys will. The morning footy boys will. We got frozen tea. From Turkey. It's okay. Oh, that's not I would have said Sounds great. Beautiful. I'll take it. Yeah. No, I, I can give you guys something. Bobby, <laughs> thank, you. thank you very much. Uh, have fun today at the game. Yeah, absolutely. I expected gifts. USXG. Yeah. We're going to take a break. More more free to come on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. The newly crowned MLS Cup champion Columbus crew will have their victory parade later today, capping an MLS Cup week that included the announcing of capsule collaboration between the league and streetwear brand Staple. This is pretty big. The collab features MLS Cup-themed apparel, as well as accessories including a cap and a scarf. And joining us to tell us more about the collaboration, we have a very special guest joining us, iconic streetwear designer Jeff Staple. Welcome in on Morning Footy Man. Thanks for coming on. Listen, in our pre-production meeting, you were branded by these guys as sneaker god. I'll take it. I'll take it. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. It's, it's, it's awesome to have you. Tell us a little bit about this experience with, with the crew and with Major League Soccer. Oh, man, it's an, it's an absolute honor. You know, me growing up playing like Munchkin Soccer League ever since I was a kid. Uh, to be able to build a brand on my own and then have that brand be recognized by like the MLS. And this, this MLS Cup collection actually came about because a couple of years back, we actually did a collaboration with NYCFC. That was the year that they took the championship cup, of course. And so going from NYCFC to then the entire league for the MLS Cup, it's just been an absolute honor. Jeff, uh, it is an absolute honor to talk to you. I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead, and, you know, I owe a lot to you. Uh, I grew up coming in, you know, from Boston, so Bodega and Concepts, uh, those two yes. stores are, are revolutionary in, in the industry. What's next for you? Because you can't start and dabble in, in, in MLS and soccer and not go more because people are going to be craving this. We want more of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just crossed our 25th anniversary. So you talk about those early days. I mean, shout out Dion and Jay from Concepts and Bodega. We came up in the same era. And just to see how far street culture has gone, you know, uh, we're, we're entering the ranks of like luxury fashion and, and major brands and major sporting leagues. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I think the secret to, to what I've been doing is just maintaining authenticity and just doing what I love and wherever that leads me, I'm going to go there, you know? So I'm just taking, taking it by the wind, man, wherever the wind blows me, I'm going. All I'm going to say is, Hey, there's a, a, a big, big 
event coming here in 2026. So <laughs> be ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's almost as if the world plays I'll do for the sketchbook now. <laughs> uh, Jeff, dude, I mean, this is, again, also an honor. I mean, I remember thinking, and maybe I should go pick up these dunks everyone's talking about. And then I hear the cops shut down the line. This is almost going back 20 years ago. So you really created everything we're talking about now. But as I look back at your career, I'm thinking about the PMB days, post no bacon, post no bills. I mean, please wow. no bacon, post no bills. I mean, you are, I remember you were at a time bridged the gap between skater culture, uh, hip hop culture, underground kid culture, and, and sort of clothes that were readily available for everyone. And now you're doing that with soccer, a culture that's important to me. And you're bridging a lot of those. You're the Venn diagram, the middle of the Venn diagram of a lot of important cultures that it's important to me. Where, how far do you think you could take this? Like, will there be an MLS Cup menswear line? You're talking about that heightened luxury, you know? Yeah. Yo, can you write my eulogy for me? That was amazing. <laughs> but no, for real, like it's, it's, it's limitless where it could go. I mean, it, there's, there's literally no limit, but at the same time, I think because of where I came from in the streets and just being like anti-establishment and subculture, there's also no expectation. I'm not waiting for someone's handout. Like we're just going to go and get it and do what we think is cool and right. And I think that's really like the spirit and energy of street culture, you know? Jeff, if you couldn't tell, by the way, from, from the question that Alexis gave, I've never seen this guy more excited to have a guest on. We've had coaches, we get yeah. players. He's so excited to have you on. He just went, he just went deep cut. Uh, I think most of the people watching don't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, but you went very deep, my man. Bro, my mother threw away my Please No Bacon shirt, and I was like, no! <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was crying. I kept it in a plastic case. If you got another one, you got you to uh, hook him up with, with one. Upside-down pig on it. Oh, my God. PMB was, was an era. I do have a I do have an ask. Look, Charlie and I are massive fans of yours. Okay, Jeff? And I think it'd be really cool. We started this, uh, we'd be our first part of this network, the Golasso Network and Morning Footy. And I just realized, man, we don't have any merch. No merch. Now, if only and we I mean, were talking. Hey, if you only know, we were Jeff. talking to someone who was, I don't know, probably <laughs> one of the most influential people in that world. I know a thing or two about merch. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> hey, 100%. You know we be rocking it every morning. Yeah, I know you're from Boston. I'm born yeah. and raised in Newark. Been living in New York for 20 years. We got uh, Marco here who's uh, born and raised in Brooklyn. So the pigeon is essential to us as well, you know? Okay, okay. Let's do it. Let's talk. All right, All right baby. Say no more. <laughs> yeah, the, the city has got to be involved in this, too, yeah. right? So, so Jeff, we're do, you, get something. do you have a team? Do you, do you support, like, a team? Like, how, how much are I you mean, into the world of football? I mean, I, I got to give it up to NYCFC. How could I not? You know what I mean? Like, uh, their, their, their unofficial logo is a pigeon. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, I, I got to give it up to my, my home squad. But uh, no, shout out to, you know, uh, Columbus and L.A. as well for, for just doing an amazing match this weekend. It was, it was dope to watch. Jeff, I know you said that you played growing up. You used to play, but how did you get into soccer? What, what was the, what, was it somebody from your family? Did you just start watching? What was it? No, nah, just, you know, basically my parents just trying to keep me busy. So it's just like that, that little league munchkin league. Um, I was actually goaltender. Um, and so that actually in, in like sort of inspired me to, I just love goalies in general. So I ended up playing like hockey goaltender as well. Um, just that camaraderie of sports is something that I was always inspired by. Uh, Jeff, I know you've probably looked at a bunch of them, but football kits, soccer jerseys, whatever you want to call them, they've, some of them become iconic. Do you have one that you look at and you're like, oh, I could do something with this? Oh, man. So many to choose from. Uh, 
like all, all over the world or an MLS? Anything. Anything, yeah. All over the world, MLS. I mean, I'm an NYCFC season ticket holder, so you could say that. I mean, it's a sin that NYCFC haven't had you design their kit for them, but okay. We but can... he did a collab, and no, I got did, all those we, pieces. We did a collab. Yeah, we yeah, did a collab. We're yeah. talking about a kit, bro. I actually on, wore, on, yeah, I wore the gray pitch. hoodie two days ago on the show. Oh, nice. Thank yeah. you. I don't know, man. Damn, what do you – can you give me suggestions? Venezia, Who's the maybe? one that I should be – Everybody loved Venezia yeah. back then. I would say, like, if I would okay. go back, like, maybe, like, a early 2000s, like, PSG kit. Mm. I, I would go yeah, early they got, 2000s. They, they have all the sneaker ties. Yes. Early 2000s Arsenal with the Sega Ooh, sponsor. Or the O2, the yeah. burgundy oh, joint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do that into a menswear line, the long-sleeve mm. burgundy joint. Uh, yeah. That'd be amazing. I can picture myself wearing a Fiorentina, long coat and loafers. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You guys are long lost brothers. I bet, honestly. <laughs> Jeff, listen, there there was a top European manager complimenting Alexis, and we didn't hear the end of that compliment. <laughs> and now I think we have surpassed that moment. The fact yeah. that, that Jeff Staple is, is out here just just talking I'm, it up with people Alexis. don't understand. This is an icon. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, this is a sneaker god. In terms of one <laughs> sneaker, right? He 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 made a, a dunk. So fashionable that it costs more than homes. It costs more than cars. It's $100,000 right now for a pair of sneakers. Wow. How many did you keep for yourself, by the way? Yo, shh. (laughs) 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 All right, on that note, before these secrets get out of the bag, Jeff, I thank you for your time and uh, looking forward to that Golasso Network morning footy collab. Heck yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's do that collab. I'm down. Well, All right, that's uh, Jeff Staple, everybody. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back talking more Champions League on the other side. Don't go anywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sanchez to complete the comeback. It's truly remarkable. Bruno Fernandes. Why not? Oh, why not? Bruno Fernandes thunders Manchester United into a two-goal lead. And Bellingham, he's done it again. What an incredible arrival at this famous football club. And that's a good goal in as well, and it's a winning goal! Ricardo Pepe! An incredible climax! There should be some drama today on the Champions League. It starts at 12.45, PSV takes on Arsenal, and on the Golazo Network, Lens against Sevilla. And then we've got your later slate of games with that Manchester United against Bayern Munich game mouth-watering matchup. Also, Inter-Real Sociedad for the top spot in Group D, but we've also got Real Madrid at Union Berlin, and that same group has Napoli and Braga. You've got your Union Berlin 
jacket on. So it's a beautiful let's, jacket. Might, oh, might be their last Champions League game. Yeah, I mean. What'd you say? I said, take that thing off. Why? He lost oh, his Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's your fault. All right, let's don't, talk, don't take it out on my guys. <laughs> let's talk Group C. Napoli needs to avoid defeat by two goals or more, and they're through. Mm-hmm. So win, draw, and a 1-0 loss yeah. puts them through to the next round. You have faith. Have you seen enough in Walter Mazzarri that Napoli gets this done? Napoli's getting this done today. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm honestly not too nervous about it. He had an awful, awful situation when he came into this. He had to play mm-hmm. Atalanta at home, which Atalanta they beat them number one, and Atalanta at home. Look what they just did to Milan. Very tough. They went to Real Madrid. Between they were, those two games, they had lost four games. Should, they had they, not won four games. Atalanta, Atalanta Napoli. But at home, like, they're a very tough team. At, at home. Real Madrid, they were 2-2 until the 83rd minute. They didn't play amazing. They ended up losing. It's not good. Then they had to play Inter and Juventus, who were both better than them. So it hasn't been a good situation for Mazzari. He also has no left back, which he still doesn't have today because Oliveira and Roy. So it's not been great. But despite these losses, despite some of the form, there's enthusiasm back within the fan base about Mazzari. A lot of it is because Rudy Garcia was just so awful in the way that he treated a lot of the players, saying, you know, you guys won the Scudetto, but I don't care about what you did. You proved to me now what you have to do. Mazzari's taking the complete opposite approach. He's like, you guys are amazing. You won the Scudetto. We just need to build this chemistry back. The problem is, at the back, they have been so awful. And you're seeing the effect that Kim Min-jae has had, not just in one center back, but in the way that he's made everybody else better, like Rachmani. Rachmani looks like an average defender. Meanwhile, with Kim, they were the best duo in Serie A last season. So it's a lot of problems, but the fact that they, they're at home and they just need at least a tie or even lose 1-0, I think they should be okay. I agree with you. They, yeah. they should be able to, to get through Braga. And they're playing at home. It's a big difference. If they had to go to Braga, I think it could have been different. I think the big question is whether the fan base will be behind him, but you just brought it up that the fan base seemed a little bit more revitalized than they were oh, when Rudy Garcia was here. A lot do, of enthusiasm do, around Do them. you feel that the enthusiasm is back for Victor Osiman? Because oh. I feel, you know... Did it lose? Not from the fans. No, the no. The fans and Osiman. No, never. just uh, Osiman... The relationship with the with, club is not great. Yeah, and just with a new manager, mm-hmm. he was not... You felt like the freedom wasn't there. Yeah, but that was... Uh, a lot down to Rudy Garcia in the way that he was subbing players off. He subbed his best players off. He subbed Prada off, Osimhen off when you needed a win. You don't do that to a team that just won you the Scudetto and those key players. Mazzari, like I said, he's embraced them. He's kissing the players after the match. You know, he's got that warmth. And I think between Osimhen and the club, a lot has come down. There was the whole problem with the TikTok and, and all the videos that came out, which was a deeper problem. The problem was about the contract. And De Laurentiis, the owner of, uh, of Napoli, says that they're going to renew. Osimhen did not say that. De Laurentiis said that. So we'll see what happens. But when he plays, nothing has changed on the, on the field for me. Osimhen, when he comes in, he's an unbelievable player. Not just in the way that he scores goals, but the way that he helps the rest of his team out. There was a game the other day uh, where he comes in and he gets an assist because he's hustling more than anyone else. He's not a lazy striker. That's not the type of player that he is. He's a guy that he wants to chase down the defender. He's like, I'm going to win the ball back and give it to my teammates, which you don't often say about nines, right? They're sometimes selfish. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's there. I think the enthusiasm and the love is still there between Osimhen and Napoli. And how far off is Skvara from his best version of last season? You saw the miss against Juventus? It was bad. Confidence, confidence level. He was a player that he took the league by storm. Uh, he also didn't have a good relationship with Rudy Garcia. He was so mad when he's gotten subbed out in the past. Uh, I, I still believe in him. You know, I see that ability. I see the technical ability. It's like when one thing, when you start the, the season on the wrong foot with the wrong manager, 
it's kind of trickled down to everybody. But you look at their numbers. You look at um, their numbers compared to last year. Besides defensively, they're almost exact. I mean, Grella was pulling it up last week. You know, possession, goal scored, chances created. It's pretty close to last year, and it's pretty close to the top of the table. Mm. It's just defensively, they look like cones in the back line with Juan Jesus, Natan, Rahmani and Di Lorenzo. And left back. And Medet, and then Medet, that he, you know, makes a fumble against Real Madrid. Defensively, they've looked awful. Look, I, I don't want to count Braga out completely. They've got a prolific goal scorer in Banza, Jalo, that has scored against Real Madrid, mm-hmm. and Ricardo Orta pulling the strings. Napoli should get this done, but Braga, one goal, start settling some nerves. You just need that. That one goal. I don't know. They're going to have, have, have everything doubt. go perfect for yeah, them well, in order for them the to win, especially league. at the um, Mario, uh, Maradona. It's going to be tough. Also, for Matsari, I think like if you put yourself in his position, he's like, oh, my gosh, I've gone through the worst part of the situation. This is the moment where I get a win, everything starts turning, you have an easier schedule, you're through to the next round of the Champions League. It feels like that little hump that he could finally get through and things can go well. So it feels like the moment that he should be able to celebrate. Moving it on to another team in Group D action. It's La Real Sociedad against Inter. This should be a very fun one because in the San Siro, we do have this matchup between a team in Spain that has been playing very attractive football. Electric. Uh, And Inter, on the other hand, which is arguably one of the best teams in Europe. Real Sociedad needs to avoid defeat and they're through to the next round. Inter needs to win, right? what do you like about this matchup, Alexis? You've been talking up Takefusa Kubo, but there's so many other players on, on Real Sociedad that have helped this team play amazing. Yeah, I mean, look, they've got some incredible players, and they are electric. You said lights out. I completely agree with you. They're one of the more exciting teams to watch, especially in Serie A. The big question I have is you have this defensive juggernaut, this nothing-gets-through-us impenetrable Inter Milan, who within a blink of an eye will strike, and Lautaro Martinez is playing out, out of his skin. They've got players that are just playing really, really high, high level, high quality, all in form. To me, this is a, a wonderful matchup. These are two different styles competing. Who's at the top? For me, it feels like Inter Milan at home are just going to be a little bit too tough to beat, but this is going to be an exciting 90. I'm curious, Marco. For me, you know, last year we talked about Inzaghi potentially getting the sack, right? Early in the year, right? Really. And now it seems like he's gotten Inter to a point where, yes, they're the clear favorite in Serie A. But now I think they're closer to winning a Champions League than they were last year. Which is what, crazy what, to think. What has he done to, to kind of get this team to be even better? So they've become a lot more professional. Last year, when they, you know, the talks about maybe sacking, they lost 12 games last year. For a team like Inter that should win the Scudetto, you can't lose 12 games. Mm. And they would lose games against teams that you should 100% beat. And they lacked a little bit of the mentality and the focus. And that just, you know, even if we play bad, which they've been playing bad lately, bad, right? They're without yeah. three center backs. They're getting the results. Their two worst matches that I watched are against Real Sociedad in Spain and against Juventus, where they both got ties. So, they, you know, this is like an emergency moment for the way that Inzaghi is saying this stuff. And look at the results. Look at the way that we're still talking to them because they're built so well. Today, they have Carlos Augusto, who's going to start as a left center back. He's a left wing back. They're able to plug and play all these options, which gives you the ability to rotate because maybe even Lautaro Martinez is not going to start tonight. But you still have confidence that they're going to win the match. They're yeah, both coming in the exact same form. A win, two draws, and two wins. Literally coming in at the exact same form. It's going to be very exciting because Real Sociedad under Imanol Alguacil, especially in European football on the road, have actually been surprisingly 
Premier League. They outplayed from, Inter from the first match. The, from last season's Europa League, where they won at Old Trafford, now they get to play in another temple of football in San Siro. It's honestly, it's going to be awesome, and they're they're fighting for that first place spot. Listen, we've talked a lot of Champions League already. We're going to move it on to the next segment because on the other side of the break, we've got MLS Cup winning coach with us, Wilfred Nancy of the Columbus Crew. Stay here. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. so happy because um, the most important for me was not to win, was to be ourselves. And my players did it. This guy is amazing. This is more about the, the savviness that we had as a team. The way I see th things in my life, we want to compete all the time. And uh, the idea is all the time to get better, like my players. So I'm going to compete next year. It is our honor to welcome into Morning Footy the MLS Cup winning coach, Wilfred Nancy. Felicitations, that was an incredible game to watch. You guys, like you said, were yourselves. We expected the Columbus crew. We got the Columbus crew in a final, and you guys lift the trophy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a, a long journey, but uh, the end is uh, unbelievable, so we try to enjoy that. All right, long journey from the final to here. Have you slept at all? <laughs> you know, I have the, the ring for that, and uh, this, it doesn't feel good. So I have to sleep a little bit more. So <laughs> yeah, time to do it later, no problem. Wilfred, what does it mean to be the first black coach to an MLS Cup? I know you, you've been very outspoken about, you know, needing more black coaches within MLS to be representing that the, the endless possibilities, now you're that, you're that guy. What does it mean to you? Uh, obviously, I'm proud of that. Uh, proud of that because um, it's been a long journey. <clears throat> I knew that one day I would become a coach. I didn't know where and when. But um, I'm really proud of me because, uh, yes, there is a lot of work behind that, but there is a lot of uh, patience. And, uh, and sometimes patience, this is, uh, to be patient, this is, uh, this is difficult. And, um, but again, it's all about uh, believe in myself and um, be confident and be humble. But um, like I said, if I can um, inspire people, uh, about what I do every day and about the success that uh, I have for the moment. It's my job to do it. But again, uh, I'm not happy with that. Like I said, I'm a little bit sad because, not a little bit sad, but I am sad because nowadays it, should, it shouldn't be a discussion, but this is the reality. So I know that we, uh, we want to, uh, to change mentality. And, uh, and for me, this is, uh, 
this is my job to do it. And, uh, but I'm really proud of that for sure. But um, we need to, to, to change a bit uh, this mentality for sure. Well, Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations on an incredible MLS Cup uh, final and for winning. And hopefully you've opened the door for more and more. Uh, so maybe, may you be the inspiration for a lot more black coaches to uh, get in the league and uh, to be hired and to win MLS Cup. Um, I want to ask about something that you said after the match, because I thought it was when you were first on the show, you were very, very stoic. You had some some really great uh, lines. But afterwards, you said impossible is, is just an opinion which is, first of all, bars, okay? You, at that moment, were the best rapper in all of Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, <laughs> you are the number one rapper. Uh, where did that come from? Where did that, that come from? And is that something you've been saying to your team this entire time? Or was that just simply something you said to inspire your team in that final? No, this, uh, it's me. It's, it's been my life. This is, uh, this is my background. You know, the way, the way I came here, uh, uh, in Montreal first and after that uh, in Columbus uh, I put my vision in place and uh, like I told you I didn't know when I will become a coach but uh, I knew that uh, this moment will come so behind the, behind the scene I was I was ready for that And uh, but like I said a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, how can I say that uh, a lot of patience because uh this is not easy. This is not easy to do this job. And uh, this is not easy also to convince and to empower players. And uh, when you don't know what I like, my job is you don't know the people that you're going to work with. And what is beautiful is to convince and to empower these players uh, uh, with the same vision. And, you know, as a human being, we are all, sometimes we have a tendency to be most of the time negative. So the idea is just to to, to have believe and also to, re, to create this environment and to get the same vision and uh, to stay to stay to the to, to this point so that's why for me I knew that we would be able to do it and uh, that's why uh, I use this uh, this code but this is something that uh, I used to do uh, many times and many many years ago I love that so inspirational even yeah, for us great. right uh, Wilfred I, I wanted to ask you there's not many coaches in their first season are, are able to win right away, but a lot of times they'll have a story, right? Or they'll remember a specific moment when you realize that the group is special. What was your moment when you realized this team, we could do something? Um, there is two moments for me. Um, one moment during the practice, uh, you know, we have, um, during the week, we have a, a day that we call it the compete day. This is a day that um, we, we, we train in, in a kind of an old school way, I would say, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a strength work and also a, a 3v3, 4v4. And in the beginning of the year, when we did that, the players were kind of uh, too nice. And after, I would say, six or seven weeks, uh, we, we saw the change. And we, for me and my staff, it's been the moment that we clicked together. And the second one was uh, against Club America because, um, as you know, this is a really good team. And uh, we were able to play the way we want to play against uh, a, a really good team and with the ball and without the ball. And for me, it was the trigger and the click that uh, it was the moment for us that we can can see far and, and move, uh, move forward in a good way. And for the most part, that did move forward up until the final. 
And when you're up 2-0 with such a grasp against LAFC, it wasn't the, the worst team in the league, it was against LAFC. Could you believe that you guys were up 2-0 and in such a dominant fashion on Saturday? Uh, with a lot of ability, uh, we have to believe on that. <laughs> because in our job, we have to be confident. And uh, we have to be humble, but we have confidence. If I'm not confident, my players are going to go on the pitch and they're going to shake. And uh, they're going to be afraid. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're... So the idea is uh, all the time to, to believe in, uh, in ourselves first and to compete with ourselves, you know. And this is the idea. So that's why, with a lot of respect against LAFC, we knew that the game would be really difficult, but we wanted to be ourselves. And that's why, as a coach, I was really proud and I was emotional after the game because, yes, we won. No doubt with that, and this is this is unbelievable. But uh, as a as a teacher, as a coach, as a human being, to see my players play the way we want to play, with the ball and without the ball, and also the second half, because everybody talk about the first half, but the second half, we knew that we would have difficult moments. Or we score the third goal, or they score the, the one goal. So, but they, they stayed together and we were able to keep going. For, for me, it's been my moment with the staff because uh, the consequences we want. And the LAFC, really good team, but we were ourselves. And for me, I'm really grateful about this. Wilf, you came just eight years too late. I would have loved to play for you. <laughs> oh, you could have, you could have taken me, could have taken me to the next level hey, in hey, MLS. Impossible. It's just an opinion. Yeah, it's just an yeah. opinion. Get back right? out there. Uh, no, I remember you when you were playing for in social. Yes. So. Ooh, that's a throwback. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Wilfred, we we started a new show uh, here called Call It What You Want, um, yeah. and Jesse Marsh is is one of the the co-hosts. So we were talking about you, and he said you stood out to him in those coaches' meetings. You were coaching the academy at Montreal, and you were super involved. You were asking all the right questions. You, you wanted it, and he could tell. Do you remember th those meetings? And I know you talked about your path to getting to where you are today, but have you, have you been able to reflect? What were some of those difficult times that you talked about patience? When were those moments where you're like, Man, this is taking much longer than, than I think it should. Yeah, to become a coach, simple as that. Because, you know, as an assistant coach, the way I see things, you know, um, when I started with the academy, my plan was not to coach the, the reserve team. Because, you know, most of the time when we want to become a, a first coach team, we want to stay with the reserve team. But for me, the way I, saw, I see things is all about trying to get uh, experience. So I wanted to, to change every year uh, the, the category of, uh, of, uh, of uh, the, the players, you know. So I got the U14, the U16, the U18, and so on. So that's why when I had the, the opportunity to discuss with coaches, I had to ask questions because... I wanted to learn. And for me, I want to compete with myself and I want to become a better me. So when I was in Montreal, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I knew that uh, uh, maybe my chance would come, but uh, I had to be patient because other coaches came and, and uh, they took the job. So that's why it was not my moment to do, to, do to, be, to become a coach. So that's why for me, life is all about moments. 
This is not about time, minutes, and, and so on. This, this is all about moments. So what I did is uh, I, I kept going. I stayed on the track, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I was waiting for the good moments in Montreal or somewhere else. So for me, it, it was the key point. So this is the way I see it. This is the way I see it. Well, Coach, I just want to put a word out to all the Columbus Crew fans. Uh, on the sideline, I know fashion is not, like, the most important thing to you in the world, but you wore a puffer blazer, and I've never <laughs> seen this before, and it, this needs to become iconic. I want to see Columbus Crew fans wearing puffer blazers at the, at the parade, at the matches next season. I want to see the puffer blazer become the Wilfred Nancy. <laughs> uh, thank you. Listen, uh, maybe it comes from a... Uh, from my mom because uh, she used to work uh, in, the, in this in this environment. So and for me, the way I see also my job is um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it in a good way uh, in English, but this is a bit of heart. Can I say that heart? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. You know, creativity. Yeah. And uh, and uh, the way I am as a, as a person, um, I like all kind of creativity. I like all kind of of authenticity. So this is the way I am. I cannot change. This is uh, this is it's me. And uh, yeah, Wilfred, <laughs> you're going to be on the Champions League show today. I know you and Thierry used to play back in the day. You obviously coached with them with Montreal. How excited are you? Oh, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. You know, Thierry, we were talking uh, uh, yesterday, and uh, instead of uh, I said, Thierry, I, I need to go, I need to go. But we were laughing and crying because it was a good moment. And uh, really excited. And uh, I've, um, I watched the show, obviously. This is a really good show because there is a competency, but also joy. And for me, this is really important. So I'm going to be happy and I'm grateful for that. It sounds like our show here. So yeah. appreciate you. <laughs> I'm the joy. <laughs> yeah, sure. You got to come into the studio, Wilfred, then uh, to celebrate as well. Uh, congratulations on all your success. Thank you for joining us. Vous avez bien mérité the final. It was an incredible game. So congratulations and thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Enjoy you so the much. parade. We got to get you on kicking it, too. Absolutely. Come, oh, come hang out with us. Hey, <laughs> hey we, can we? We had Jeff Staple on the How show. How crazy is that? <laughs> they I, I got to go back there. Talking about I, I, we got Wilfred Nazi, Jeff Staple. This show bro. was epic this morning. This hey, this producer Jen Kaoon, I'll give you a round of applause. Hey, well, also, You're killing it. We broke down XG as well. I mean, this hey, is an epic Kaz, Brian Kozlowski. Uh, hey, everybody in the back, we love you. Yo. Who's Brian Kozlowski? Huh? <laughs> I, I keep keeps mentioning this guy. He this doesn't exist. Pops up, I have no idea he who died he is. 10 years ago. Oh, really? 10 years Jeez. ago? Jeez. <laughs> uh, All right. On that note, we're going to say goodbye here. It was a great show. Hey, Ivis is back. Hey, thanks. Oh, hey, thanks hey. for making it easy. Not everything is positive. No, <laughs> It's Champions League, so stay here on the Golasso Network all day long. Bye. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.